Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of the OFND podcast, I again dredge up some mostly Apple tech news. I have absolutely no entertainment news, so I tell you about some things I have watched. I sprinkle in some podcast news and finish with a rant. So let's get this show on the road. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the OFNT Podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart, New Tech. I'm your host and resident old fart, Jim Schaefer. I hope this finds you well, and you're having a great week. Politics. When did reporters become so arrogant and biased? It appears to me that instead of trying to get needed information to the public that they supposedly serve, all they are interested in is antagonizing the people they are asking a question of. That is, if they are even asking a question. Most of the time, it seems they are making a statement. They are chasing after a gotcha moment, which I guess wins them admiration back at the bar, wherever they go after filing their so-called stories. I wonder what journalism school is graduating these self-absorbed spotlight seekers. Tech News Apple considering massive shift of iPhone production from China to India reads the headline from 9to5mac.com. Apple has reportedly been in talks geared to shifting up to a fifth of iPhone production from China to India over the next five years. Most of the production would be for export. This would represent a massive ramping up of the Cupertino company's efforts to reduce dependence on China, following a report that the company is to make AirPods outside the country for the first time. While good news, I I don't think this shift is large or fast enough to get all giddy about. Perhaps this is the first step in a broader plan to have regional manufacturing. The old Nokia company used to do this with models of their phones being manufactured in Europe, China, Mexico, and Brazil. I never understood why Apple would put all its eggs in one basket and be vulnerable to the whims of the communist Chinese government, but what do I know? 
Continuing with 9to5Mac, Apple chipmaker TSMC officially announces plan for a $12 billion fab in Arizona. From the article, after a few days of rumors, it is now official. TSMC announced in a press release that it intends to build a chip factory in the United States, specifically in Arizona. Construction is expected to begin in 2021, and the first chips from the fab could be manufactured in 2024. TSMC is the exclusive manufacturer of the A-series chips Apple uses in its iOS devices. More good news, as Apple really seems committed to diversifying its manufacturing and supply chains. Now, I don't think Apple is doing this because of any patriotism, but it does make business sense. I think this pandemic, as well as others in the past, which all originated in China, finally forced the, in my opinion, overly China-friendly cooperation to rethink its strategy. The delays in product releases caused by the disruptions in that country hurts what matters most to Apple, its bottom line. Another reason is that Intel has been having problems with availability delays of their new x86 chips, which Apple uses in their Mac lineup of computers. This has caused Apple to delay the release or compromise the design of their new products. This also caused the company to attempt to shift over to their own A-series RISC chips for lower-end models of their popular computer line. What makes sense to be able to design and manufacture the chips in-country? Next article. Fresh Apple AR Glasses Details Surface. Release window tipped is the headline from ibtimes.com. To sum up the article, Apple's rumored augmented reality glasses are expected to be released in 2022 and will look like normal glasses, not like the monstrosity that was Google Glass. I wear glasses and would be interested in these, but I know the first few generations of this product will be way out of my price range. Facebook Messenger Rooms now available globally. Video call with up to 50 people without any time limit. This is being reported by the FinancialExpress.com. Facebook Messenger Rooms will allow anyone to video chat with up to 50 people without any time limits are now available globally. Facebook had announced Messenger Rooms in April as its answer to the likes of Zoom and House Party. Now anyone can theoretically video chat using Messenger Rooms, though you must have a Facebook account to create a room. I think that the big tech companies like Facebook, Google, and others were taken by surprise by the explosion of the Zoom app during this pandemic. I haven't used the app, but from what I understand, it's easy to use, has a great in interface, and is rock solid with no drops or glitches. If you don't subscribe to the, the service Zoom offers, you can only use it for 40 minutes per video meeting. Messenger, in my opinion, is the Zoom killer app because worldwide, more people use it and have it on their phones. My wife and I use the app to video chat while she is visiting her family abroad, and she uses the app to communicate with her family when she's here at home. And the price is right. It's free. Tech I'm using. 
The most valuable tech I'm using during this current crisis has to be the Apple TV. Unlike my Roku box, the Apple TV has never crashed on me. Runner-up has to be Facebook's Messenger, which I mentioned in a previous segment. My wife is stuck overseas at the moment, and we can not only communicate with ease, we can also actually see each other, which helps ease the pain of separation. I remember not so long ago she would have to find a landline, and even that was hit or miss. Also, the expense was prohibitive. Entertainment news. Not much going on here. I wonder what the ratings are like for late-night television on the big three networks these days. Did he even approach the level of Carson, Letterman, Leno, or even O'Brien? What I gather is that 90% of their shows, and I use that term lightly, are geared towards bashing the president. Like they are so enlightened and intelligent. I wonder also if they didn't have staff writers behind them, would they be as witty as they pretend to be? You guys watch any of these shows? I binge-watched uh, a series on Amazon Prime called Upload during the week. It wasn't bad, but I don't think I'd have watched it if this, these were pre-pandemic times. The episodes were short and fast-moving, which made the series easy to get through. The plot takes place in a future where technology enables you to upload your consciousness into a computer where you can live forever, if you have the money to do so. Your physical body is preserved until technology can figure out a way to put your consciousness back into it. A big plot hole is that during the upload process, your head and brain are destroyed. They never explain how you would get a new head or brain. The story follows a young computer coder on the cusp of launching a business when he dies in an accident that shouldn't have happened. Or was it murder? The show features some dark comedy and plot twist. Check it out if you think you'd like this type of program. Well, last night I watched Joker on HBO. I don't get the hype about this movie. It's like they combined the movie's Taxi Driver with King of Comedy and set it in the DC Comics universe. It's apparent to me that the lead actor has a substance abuse problem in real life. I'm glad I skipped this when it was in theaters and instead opted to see Zombieland 2. I spend most of my television watching on YouTube and Pluto TV, and I really like Pluto TV. Podcast news. This article is from InsideRadio.com. Buzzsprout has announced a flurry of updates and new features to its podcast hosting platform, including a new alliance with Otter AI and Temi that will help make show transcripts available. Buzzsprout has also improved its Twitter and Medium embed features. It has also added more functionality to its mobile interface, including redesigned navigation that makes it easier for users to check their directory listings, add team members, and update podcast settings. There's also a new paid feature called Magic Mastering that the company says is 
like a Instagram filter for your audio that will make a podcast sound more crisp, clear, and well-balanced while still complying with industry best practices for overall loudness and true peak. Well, Buzzsprout is the host I use for this show. I went with them because instead of charging by the amount of bandwidth you use, i.e. file size, they charge by episode length. The interface on their webpage is really easy to use also. I wish they had that magic mastering feature when I was first starting out. That would have saved me a lot of time, money, and frustration that I went through trying to get the correct levels and sounds for this podcast. So if you are just starting a podcast and are in the need of a host, you can't go wrong with Buzzsprout. Just to note, they are not paying me for this endorsement, but uh, I, w I wish they would. Next up is an article from podcasternews.com. Headline is, Rode announced my Rodecast has returned. From the article, Rode announced that my Rodecast ha has returned. Podcasters who wish to enter this contest should submit a one to two minute podcast for a chance to win a share of $150,000 in podcasting prizes. Entries close 12 p.m. EST Tuesday, June 16th, 2020. Now, this might sound easy, but cramming in a lot of content into two minutes is a real chore. I might take a shot at this because, you know, you never know. If you've been following this podcast, you know that I received a pair of Behringer units for Christmas, which I finally got around to hooking up in March. When I paired this equipment with my favorite mic, I didn't care for the sound, so I switched to a DBX unit. Well, I've had more time to fiddle around with the Behringer preamp and channel strip, and will be using the pair with my Rode Procaster microphone. I get an old-time radio announcer sound with this setup, and will be using it for my Corona update series of extra episodes. Keep an ear out and let me know how it sounds. Well, it's time for my rant. When did Twitter become such a pile of garbage? I mean, I punched out of Facebook years ago, but kind of kept my toe in Twitter. It used to be a great means for following breaking news and having a reasonable discourse with people. During this pandemic, I've had more time to peruse this social media network, and I have quickly retreated from it. You can still get some breaking news, but it is usually tainted by some agenda. For example, like you see a headline, it's worded and written in a certain way, or if there's a video, it will be edited down so there is no context to the statement or event that's being depicted. Add to that the endless tweets and retweets promoting a product or someone's brand and you get so frustrated, or at least I do, that you just quit. If you dare to express your opinion on some subject, no matter how obscure, you are immediately attacked by random people who go on to personally insult you or accuse you of being, well, you fill in the blank, because they don't agree with your outlook on something. What a mess it's become. I wish there was an, an alternative, but we have no such luck. Maybe Twitter could just reset, but that would cost them money, so, you know, that's not happening. Well, folks, episode 29 is a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
I enjoyed making it and I hope you found it worthwhile. You can contact me at OFNTpodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. Tell me how much I suck and suggest how I can improve this excuse of a show. I'd love to hear from you. So be safe. See you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. And as always, get off my lawn. I'm out, guys. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.